This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So often we want to walk in what we know. We want to walk in what can also be unhealthy, the patterns of our past. And when we look up and we acknowledge what is possible, we see the beauty. We see what is possible. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. My own mother said this to me. She said, aren't you glad that you now know what to do and that you can so quickly bounce back because you know what to do. And I will say that that has been one of the biggest gifts in actually um, uh, diving in and doing this work is that shit's going to always happen to you. You're always going to have grief. You're always going to have, there's going to be loss. There's going to be devastation. You can't escape it. That's called life, right? And when life happens, we know how to go back to the living peace because we've experienced it in the past. And we now, now we now have the tools in our belt to say, okay, this is what I did last time. This is how I'm going to handle it this time. I was trying to figure out what my podcast was going to be about um, when I talked to my team about doing a podcast episode this month in relation to all three retreats that I am running from the Grand Canyon to Telluride to Alaska, so much water healing, land healing, just amazing experiences to transform your life. It's funny because I was going to make the podcast episode all about the transformation that my clients were going through. And then on July 6th, my beautiful mama passed away. And so I decided that in honor of her, these podcasts, this podcast episode was going to be what it is to lose someone that you care that deeply about. What it is to walk with your own grief each and every day. It's the first time that I've walked in grief because of somebody this close to me um, passing away. My mom and I had a special bond that was created through not only the fact that she has been on earth plane, but also now is my mother in heaven, but um, also because we learned through our own experiences, our own relationship with one another, what it is to truly forgive and see each other as humans on our own journey. I could not have been more blessed with an incredible mother in my life. And I will honor her forever. Um, (laughs) It's funny. So... I was walking down the South Kaibab Trail yesterday and I was thinking to myself, okay, I want a sign from her. I want to know that she's okay up in heaven and that she's, she's, you know, that she's doing well, right? And that she's also here with me. And I was thinking to myself, (laughs) you know, as a daughter, I always put a lot of expectations on my mom, just like what, what child doesn't, right? And 
you know, like, hey, I want you to do this, or hey, I want you to do that. And it's like, I don't know, we as kids tend to do that too. Our parents and our own children, if, we ha- if you happen to have children, I know I felt it from them as well. That's just a part of the journey that we have as families, right? And I thought to myself, okay, mom, I want you to show me a sign that you're here because I miss her terribly already. Like it, it's, it, it's only been a few days and I'm running these retreats and continuing on this journey. This journey now is also this journey of the canyon and Telluride in Alaska. It's a journey for me too. And I think that that's important to remember that we as humans, if we are coaches, guides, mothers, fathers, any kind of mentorship whatsoever, we have to continue doing the work ourselves. So anyhow, so I asked her, I'm like, mama, give me a sign that you're okay. And before she passed, one of the things that she had said to me, I don't know, a year or two before she passed away, she said, we were sitting on her back deck and she said, okay, Sarah, every time she loves birds. And she said, every time that you see a cardinal, it's going to be me. And I live at the beach and I'm like, mama, like I live, I live in Hermosa Beach. We don't have cardinals. And she goes, well, that's your problem. I guess you're going to have to move. (laughs) Jokingly, right? That's just how she always was. But anyhow, so I'm in the bottom of the Grand Canyon right now. Like literally right now, I'm walking through water through Phantom Canyon as I'm recording this. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, (laughs) am I really going to see a cardinal at the bottom of the canyon? I've only seen one cardinal at the bottom of the Grand Canyon in all the years that I have that I have been down here. And so yesterday when I was walking down the South Kaibab Trail and I asked this from her, I didn't know what to expect. And we got to the bottom. She knows I love rainbows. I love, love, love rainbows. And we got to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and I looked up, we were crossing the Black Bridge and I saw two beautiful rainbows and what looked like a cross and two angels formed by clouds. And I was like, oh my gosh, these, the rainbows were not huge, but they were kind of light in the sky. Um, Beautiful blue sky day and very few clouds in the sky, but these were little rainbows that just went through the clouds. And coincidentally enough, the day that she passed, that morning I went on my paddleboard and I was out there uh, with a dear young woman And I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, look, there's a little rainbow through that cloud. And then on that same day, my niece was driving to California and she sent us a message and she said, you guys, I was going through Denver and there, there were, there was a double rainbow and it was so, she took a picture and sent it to us and we're like, oh my gosh, it's mom. And then I got to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and I saw this and then I crossed the Black Bridge and my uh, group and I went down to the river, the Colorado River on Boat Beach and we were just swimming in the water and having conversations and whatnot. And all of a sudden I looked up and there was a perfect rainbow around the sun. This beautiful sun dog around the sun and the clouds then formed inside of this beautiful sun dog and it formed into this beautiful heart this just this beauty it formed into this heart that was the clouds formed around it and the heart was actually the blue of the sky and I thought okay okay mom you you're speaking and here's my thing that I'm learning about grief already in such a short time is that our loved ones are always with us in spirit form which is something that I always knew I always knew that she would be, but even when, and even when their bodies leave this earth, they are forever with us in spirit because they are a part of us. They know us (laughs) so much better from up there than what we even realize because they're seeing all of us. They're seeing us in our element. They're seeing us do what we love. I contemplated if I should cancel this retreat or not because it was only a couple of days after she passed away that we left. And I thought, no, this is what she would want, was me to continue doing the work that I love. Because when I'm doing this work, I've always told her, it's not only for me, it's for her too. When I coach, when I guide, when I speak, 
Her words are also my words. Her energy comes through me, always has, even when she was here. And so I knew that this is what she would have wanted. And when I got to the bottom and saw that heart formed with the blue of the sky and the clouds and this beautiful rainbow around the sun, I thought this is the sign that I needed. I'm loved. I'm right where I want, where I need to be. I'm right where she wants me to be and to continue the work because she's also gonna be working through me. And this is the message that I wanna remind all of you as well, is that wherever you're at in your journey in life, walking through, if it's grief, sorrow, pain, transformation, transition, life-changing you know, decisions, choices that we're making, our beliefs shift our feelings, are sh- not shift, but our beliefs form our feelings, our feelings form our thoughts, our thoughts form our actions. And when we can believe that we are exactly where we need to be, also moving forward into this becoming of who we are meant to be, everything changes. And that's when life truly opens up for us. So with that, I, um, one of the girls said to me, she goes, when I, when I said, I just want to sign from mom. And she's like, um, she just made it up there. She's still on training wheels. Could you give her a few days just to, to, you know, to acclimate? And I was laughing. And then when I looked up and saw this incredible magic happening in the sky, which also, by the way, is a reminder to continue to look up, right? So often we want to walk in what we know, we wanna walk in what can also be unhealthy, the patterns of our past. And when we look up and we acknowledge what is possible, we see the beauty, we see what is possible. And so when this happened and when this heart was formed and then all of a sudden there was also, after that also more hearts that formed, she said, I think that your mom just lost her training wheels. (laughs) Mom's, Mom's training wheels have come off and she is now, blazing trails on her own. Um, But not even on her own. She's got plenty of people up there with her, plenty of angels and spirits with her, and that I know and I believe. And it's that, it's moments like that that give me so much hope. And they remind me that we are never alone. That I know. So as I end this portion of it and I come back in and share more thoughts in a little bit, I just want to remind you that I welcome you. I'm so happy that you're here and uh, I'm right there with you. I'm sitting in the San Juan Mountains now, Saturday morning, first morning here, alone, just looking up into the sky with the mountains around me and just praying to mom and having some conversations with her from above. The hardest thing that I found about grief is the fact that I want to reach out and leave her a message, and she's not there. When I was driving to the Grand Canyon, I was completely asleep on the drive, and all of a sudden I woke up crying, and I realized it was the same spot that I usually call her before I go in. And I always had a conversation with her, and she would always end the conversation with, have fun, do what you do, whatever, and stay away from the edge. (laughs) And I'd always say, don't worry, mom, we'll be safe. She'd always say, be safe, be safe, be safe. She was always worried about my safety. And, uh, you know, when I was down at the bottom of the canyon, I would always text her from my phone, from my Garmin, and I would always say, hey, we made it, we're safe. And I went to do it. And she wasn't there to send it to. So I sent it to her number anyhow. And I just said, hey, dad, this is me. You get to take over the role (laughs) of hearing from me all the time now. (laughs) I would call my mom in the middle of the night. And she never failed, never failed. She always picked up. So I told him he now has to have his phone next to him, her phone next to him. And, uh... He's just going to have to put up with this middle-of-the-night conversations. (laughs) And so I'm sitting here uh, just thinking about the beauty of life, the beauty of living, and how we're still connected with those above us 
even when even when we're not, they're not here in the physical form. And I've been talking to a lot of people since mom's passing who have also lost, lost loved ones recently. And every single one of them, even those that I had no idea that they were religious or spiritual, they've also told me, um, keep paying attention to the signs around you because they will continue to give them to you. Oh. Kind of like that bird right there that just went off right when I said that. And our loved ones never leave us. They're always here in spirit, but even more so they're with us because they're a part of us. They're literally physically a part of us. I was thinking about that last night. I'm like, mom's literally physically a part of me. (laughs) She is a part of me. And, you know, when I'm feeling sad or lonely or whatever it is, I just have to look in the mirror and see her because she and I are so one in the same in so many ways. So when I'm doing this work or when I'm doing my own thing or personally doing anything, I know that she is also physically within me, just like I was always within her. And I was thinking about it recently. Did you know that when your grandmother was pregnant with your mom, you were also a part of her? And that's how wild it is genetically, how connected that we are. One person to one person to one person within our family origin. And it's pretty wild when you think about it, when you just sit with it. And how whatever was going on within your grandmother's life at that time, you know, maybe she was going through tremendous celebration or tremendous loss. It was also impacting your mom, which then ultimately energetically was going to be or was impacting you. It's it's like, what the hell? hell? <laughs> it's just wild when you think about it. And so as I was sitting here this morning, drinking my coffee, looking up into the San Juan Mountains, it is absolutely beautiful here. My cabin is literally in the woods, sitting in the mountains. And uh, as I was sitting here this morning, thinking about mom and praying to her, and I was thinking about just how much that we are connected and how every time that I'm doing this work of my own healing, it's also healing some of her past, regardless if she's here or not. It's changing and shifting the way, the patterns that we endure within our present day, which then are going to be changing and shifting the patterns within those who are ahead of us, right? Well, I should say, or who are our children, our our grandchildren, you know, even our nieces, our nephews, our family, everything. And by the way, this is the other thing that I'm really realizing more now than ever as I've been sitting here talking with my dad about stories of mom and different things that I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so important to sit and have conversations with those people that you love, but not only sit and have conversations, but to really listen to what they are telling you. And take freaking notes, man. Put your phone down and start recording what your parents, your kids, your grandparents, whomever, record what they're saying. Because yesterday, um, as I was driving here, I actually put my headphones in and I was listening to that hour and a half long conversation that my mom and I and my sister-in-law had together one of the last nights that I saw her. And I couldn't even get through the whole thing because I just started crying. I still haven't listened to all of it. But just hearing her voice and hearing what she's saying is making so much more sense to me now that she's, believe it or not, now that she's gone, it's so wild. And so taking notes or recording the conversations gives us an opportunity to reflect once they have passed in the physical form. And it's amazing how our lives, as we are having, as it's unfolding, as the chapters of our lives are unfolding and we're closing one chapter and opening another, how literally this book that we're writing of our life, as we're walking through our own life every day and every year and every 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 
as we are getting older, we can look back and see how it's all literally making sense. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to have the conversations with your own kids, maybe talking into your phone and just sharing with them, hey, this is what's happening in my life right now, putting it into a file on your computer so that someday they can actually open it and listen to all of what you're sharing. One of the things that I've started doing at Christmas is writing a letter to my boys. I don't even care if they read it. Someday, hopefully they will. (laughs) But I literally have started writing a letter to my boys about that year that I um, have, you know, have have endured and uh, or celebrated or whatever you want to say. And so I write a letter to them about my year. So this year at Christmas, it'll be about my year in 2022. And the reflection of what I've learned through that year, the new things I've tried, the things that I may have learned from, the things that I celebrated, the cool things that happened, the difficult things that happened and what it was like for me. And then they'll have all of those letters to look back on someday when I pass. So death gives us a big pause to really reflect on not only the not only the lives of those people who have passed but on our own life as well. And just remember that you can celebrate at the same time that you can have grief. You can hold joy and grief at the exact same moment and it's okay. So we're going to go and do some hiking and some journaling and reflecting and energy work and forest bathing and nature healing and all of the amazing things. And mama will be with us every step of the way. It's getting warm out here. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I hope that you are having a beautiful day as well. This month, my mom passed away on July 6th. And then I led a retreat in the Grand Canyon. And then the San Juan Mountains, and it ended with a retreat in Alaska, kayaking beside glaciers. And there was a whale that we named Larry that kept popping up beside our camps. We had weather that consisted of gorgeous sunny skies to fog and rain and cold. And as I'm sitting here reflecting, I'm now in my hometown reflecting on this month and my mom's services last week. And then also through the sermon that we listened to today at church. It's as if she was speaking straight through this month of July and sharing so much wisdom for all of us. And I just want to take these next 20, 25 minutes and reflect with you on what is so important in this lifetime and how to live your life so that when you when your time does come that you can look back on it with pride and say I lived it the way that I was meant to with the ups and the downs the fear and the courage and bravery from the moments where you feel like you're walking in fog to the moments when you feel like you have so much freaking clarity you just know like you know like you know this is what it is to live it's not perfect it's perfectly imperfect imperfectly perfect and so beautiful along the way it's not about the destination it's not about the journey it's about the moments within the journey that make up that destination today's sermon uh my family we went to church this morning where my parents um where they go to church and the sermon was all about happiness And it's as if mom wrote the damn sermon for us. It was all about how we have happiness within us, within our own space of faith or spirituality or whatever you want to say, this uh, knowing, right, within us. And how happiness does not come from external forces or material items or anything like that. It's about the foundation of love, of gratitude, family rooted in just the, the, the knowing that you belong and that you are exactly where you are meant to be in any given moment because you have that unwavering faith that you matter. And so 
this month has really, it's almost like I'm sitting here going, what the hell hell just happened? You know, mom passed on July 6th, July 7th, I ended up heading to the canyon to run that retreat. And when I decided to run these retreats this month, I was really, um, I was wondering for a moment, like, am I doing the right thing here? And then I realized that it's what she would want. And that through this work that we all do through our purpose and our passion, we also heal our own hearts and souls. And we are not only giving back, but we're also giving to ourselves in return. Um, I think that when we are born, we are born onto this earth with a reason, with a, we are here for a reason. We are crossing paths with people at this moment for a reason. I believe that everything is unfolding for us. It's not to us, it's for us, for our own learning, our growth, and for our own journey of exploration and deeper understanding of what it is to be freaking human. And I think that for so many of us, we forget that we are human and we have these expectations that are beyond our own reasonable self. And we have this thought process that we're supposed to be some I don't know, or have this perfect life and nothing, nothing is perfect. Absolutely nothing is perfect. And I think that when we can start to look at life and living in our days as a creative sense, as a, as a space of, you know, creating what we choose and living in accordance with our own values and who we are as, as a human being, that it gives, it makes it so much freaking easier because we realize that there's only so much that we can control, right? And what we can control are our, what we can control is not, uh, is not uh, the situation so many, so many times, but what we can control is how we are gonna respond to that situation or to that experience that is happening for us. Um, when I was in the Grand Canyon, I asked mom for a sign from above, and I already spoke about this in the first part of this podcast, but I received not only that rainbow and that heart in the middle of that rainbow, um, but also that was formed by these gorgeous clouds, but we saw so many other things happen. You know, we had, my gosh, we had an owl fall, you know, swoop down around us in the middle of the day. Uh, you know, insects that came out of nowhere and they were just the coolest little things to witness. And and then in the San Juan Mountains, there was this tree that I just felt that I needed to go hug and it felt like mom's, mom's arms embracing me. And I looked up and it was a tree that was divided into two, but it was one. And I thought about how much that she and I are alike and how we as daughters and sons continue on to the legacy of our own family heritage and and what it is to be rooted in that family system you know and mom and I didn't always agree oh hell no we did not um but it was also this deeper understanding that we can learn from one another whether her from me or me from her and that it was in our imperfections that we found our similarities and that was the most beautiful part about our relationship is that it was so not perfect. Let me tell you, I was not the easiest teenager <laughs> and even into adulthood, you know, and then I moved away and it, it, it sucked because now I realize how much that I did miss, right? But then also it was because I was so far away that I made sure that I came back and spent time with my family every summer with the kids and that just because I was away didn't mean I didn't, needed to be gone, that you were still having this opportunity to deepen the relationship in a different kind of way, um, even with distance between us. And then in the San Juan Mountains, you know, I had a lot of deep reflection with, with her, like, you know, just looking up into the sky and seeing the beauty and then, you know, sitting in the hot tub late at night two hours and really being able to witness the stars and seeing the stars shoot above our head. And God, it was so beautiful. And then going to Alaska, the space, you know, my mom loved Alaska. And I had this, I remember, and I totally had forgotten until I was there, that when we were on the cruise ship, um, she and I were sitting on the dock, uh, sitting on the deck right outside of her room. And I 
remember sitting there with her and she looked out at the glaciers and the mountains and she said to me, this is the last time that I'm going to see this. I'm not going to see this again. And, you know, when I was <laughs> then next to the camp, um, sitting in camp and talking to some of the, my clients about mom, and I remember that that message that she had given me. I remembered those words that she had said. And I just looked up and I thought, yeah, well, you are seeing it again because you're here with me right now. And it will always and forever be that way. Um, she didn't get to witness me in action with the work that I do. Mom was also very spiritual and loved helping others. And I know that now she is doing this work with me as I am you know, standing on stage or if I'm working with clients in a corporate setting or in a group setting, running the retreats that I do, or if it's on this podcast, like I believe that the words that I'm speaking are also the words that are coming through me from her because we are so intricately detailed on a cellular level, right? Like we are woven, um, but then also on a spiritual level and in the learnings and the lessons that I've taken from her. And so when I'm doing this, I, I truly feel like I feel her energy coming through me. And one of the things that she wants everybody to, to know and to remember is how loved that you are and that how you have this eternal space within you, this faith, this just knowing that we can all tap into at any time. And so when I was in Alaska, uh, one of the stories I want to share is that, you know, we got there and it was rainy and then the clouds parted for a few days. Um, and we went and watched, it was beautiful. We went and watched the, that we had lunch at a glacier and then we were kayaking amongst these big chunks of ice. And then we went up to this glacier, uh, Cascade Glacier actually. And um, I was sitting in the kayak with my client. We were double kayaking and I was just watching that the ice just fall, the glacier just fall into the, into the ocean. And hearing that sound was so powerful. And then after that glacier would calve, it was it's called calving when a glacier calves. When that glacier would calve, the glacier on the other side, um, Cox Glacier, you could hear different calving happen within that one. And then you would hear Berry Glacier. There were three glaciers um, in this one bay together. And you could hear that one crack and, you know, calve. And it was just super cool to witness how how we... You know, when we are, and I was thinking about this metaphorically, um, how when one glacier would calve and, and then it would echo and mirror for the other ones. And I was thinking to myself as I was sitting out there in that kayak, how much that we are of the same way. You know, our, we are constant mirrors for one another for what is possible within our life and also um, lessons that we all share with one another and how freaking the same that our lives are, even though they're not, you know? We all experience grief. We all experience loss. We all experience love. We all experience adventure in some form. Uh, happiness, joy, anger, rage. We all have these emotions that run through us as humans. And that alone makes us relatable. To one another. And so I was thinking about that as I was just sitting in the glacier listening to the sound of the glaciers calving and the force that it was creating and how we as humans have such force and we as humans can mirror such beauty for one another in all of the different ways. You know, like it's okay to cry. It's okay to show other people that it's okay to cry. I've been crying a lot. Um, it's okay. And vulnerability is a very strong, that's a tool show, like showing strength, right? We don't all have to hide our tears and not show our vulnerability. I think that um, one of the greatest assets that we have is vulnerability and to be able to show one another what it is to 
share our emotions, if it's tears, if it's laughter, whatever it is. You know, and so just being in the middle of that bay and witnessing these calving glaciers, it was super cool and so powerful. And then the weather changed as it does. <laughs> we woke up one of the mornings. We went to bed that night, the night before. I don't know, it was like 11 o'clock or midnight and it started to sprinkle and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And we woke up that next morning to a lot of rain <laughs> and a lot of fog. And it was kind of like, well, where the hell did the mountains and the glaciers go? Because we looked out and you couldn't see anything. But as I was telling my clients too, I said, you know, you don't have to witness it to know it's there, right? Like we had just kayaked through that beautiful space the day before. I'm like, go into your phone. You all took pictures. I know I did. And even though it was rainy and it was foggy and misty and it was also so freaking beautiful to go, you know, into this mystical space, right? It's like that song, Into the Mystic. And it was just like, it's beautiful in its own way and very peaceful and solemn and quiet. It's just so quiet when it's like that. And so um, a few of the clients were like, we're not really picking up camp right now, are we? And I said, oh, no, we are. We're picking up camp and we're going to go to the next camp and we're going to get into those kayaks and we're going to work through this. And so what was interesting was right before we got into our kayaks and we headed onto the water, um, it looked like we were going to be going against the wind and it was going to be really hard. But lo and behold, we got into our kayaks, loaded our kayaks, got onto the water and it was flat glass water and it was so peaceful and beautiful and I have this video where the the kayaks are going in front of um, these birds and all of these birds just start taking off in flight right over our kayaks and it was just a sight to see right and then as we were crossing the bay to the other side and it was foggy and just very mystical and peaceful. And I was in the kayak with Joan and Joan said to me, I will never forget this moment. I will never forget this moment. And I thought, you know, how interesting is this? Like we woke up that morning thinking, oh, this is going to be a torturous day filled with rain and cold and whatever. And yet here we are. And I told her this, I said, one of the most peaceful places we can be sometimes is within the fog right? Because when we sit in the stillness, when we sit in that beauty, and when we can realize that when we can, it's the space of trust, really, really inviting us to trust and surrender and stay open to whatever is unfolding for us. And having faith that we know, like we know, like we know that we're going to get to the other side. And we know that there are bright days ahead because in beautiful glaciers and mountains and all of the things, even though we can't see them, we know that they're there because they were just there the day before. It's kind of like we know that there's laughter that's still available to us because we laughed before the grieving. And so metaphorically, I just, I just sat there you know, in that kayak with Joan and I was thinking to myself, how beautiful is it to sit sometimes in our own fog and in that mystical space And yes, it was sprinkling rain, drizzling, at times raining, just like our tears do. But we do have to go through that process and also to, in order to get to the other side, um, which is when the days brighten up, the clouds part, and we have sunny skies again in our life. And that's where the happiness is. That's where we, you know, we create the happiness. That's where we believe and know that the happiness is also coming on the other side, on the other days, um, on the other side of this grief that, and sometimes rage or difficult times that we also have to walk through. And so then, yes, the clouds parted that next day and we had sunny skies again and we woke up and had coffee and I looked out and I'm like, yep, there we go. There we go. There it is again. You have a day of mystic, like of the mystical space, right? And on the other side of that, you have the beauty that arises once again. And so, and on that day, Larry showed up again. So the the big, the whale, the humpback, and it was really cool to see him return. 
just like he had been at the camp that we were at on night one and two. And, uh, and so that was a big reflection for me that that retreat was really beautiful and one that I will always remember. Um, all of the heightened senses from, you know, seeing everything, hearing everything, tasting everything, the touch, the feel, the, just everything. It was just super, super cool. Nature delivers every single time and is, I can feel like the smile of Mother Nature right now um, as I'm saying that. And, uh, and she really does. She delivers. Getting outside and being able to sit in that space of wonder and awe and just knowing that it's a direct reflection of our own freaking life. We sometimes don't want to see it. We sometimes don't want to experience it. And yet we have to because that's why we are here. And then uh, I came home and um, we had the most beautiful services for mom and a few things that I would love to share with you. Remember how important that your loved ones are and remember that, you know, through this grief journey, we can hold two things at once. We can hold grief and we can hold joy. We can hold the sadness and the happiness. We can hold the anger and the understanding at the same time. We can sit there and wonder why the hell did this happen to also trusting and having faith and knowing that it also is happening as it's meant to. It's unfolding as it's meant to. Um, <clears throat> when I was making this video for mom, I had, I had made her memorial video and before I made it, I just sat, meditated, prayed and said, mom, find me all of the videos that you want in this memorial video and um, help to make me, help, help me find them quickly because I don't have a lot of time to make this. And what I found was perfection from her laughter to the sayings that she used to say um, that I will always hear in my head to uh, the craziness that she also entailed from dancing to water skiing to just loving life. And I think that what I've realized most, I know that what I've realized most through this last month is how when our loved ones pass, it doesn't mean that they've really left us. They've just energetically transformed, transferred into a different space. Um, their spirit is here, runs through us consistently all of the time. And that what we need to do as humans, which can be one of the most difficult freaking things for us to do, uh, because we are human, um, is, and we want to make sense of everything, right? Like we're always, if we ask for a sign, we want to sign your sign. <laughs> it's never enough. Uh, we want um, so often to just know like we know like we know, but we have to be able to know like we know like we know from a spiritual space as well and trust and faith and have surrender and stay open and awareness, awareness to that feeling, that connection to our loved ones who are above in a different kind of way. And just knowing that if when we close our eyes or, you know, we can feel them and when we look up into the sky, we can see them in the clouds, in mother nature, in, you know, that space around us as well. They never really leave. Uh, they just simply, their physical space, their physical form may leave, but their spiritual space is always here and will never leave. And so that's been one of the most important things that I've learned over this month. People have asked me nonstop, have you felt her? Have you seen her? Have you, you know, have you experienced her? And I'm like, every freaking day. Um, in rainbows, in animals that have crossed my path, and how when I'm talking about her, the wind will just come up and it will just blow on me differently. It'll touch my face a little differently. Um, by looking into the sky and seeing the clouds form into hearts, uh, to finding heart rocks nonstop in Alaska, brought a few home for my family for her garden, um, to just also just feeling her in other people that come to me and have conversations or, you know, what they'll say. Oh, the wind just popped up and I have chills. Um, to what they'll say or how my aunt hugged me and I said, oh my gosh, keep hugging me. And she said, why? And I said, when I was at mom's service and I said, because your hug reminds me, you hug exactly like mom did. 
and I feel her right now. And so it's in the littlest things that she's there, that our loved ones are there. It's our job as humans to stay aware and open to the messages, to the feeling, to the constant um, reminder that they've never left us because they love us so deeply. Why would they leave us? Give me a break. Like, they love us so deeply. They're not going to leave you, just like you're not going to leave your loved ones when you leave this earth either. It's just simply showing up and connecting in a different sort of way. So one of the things that I would suggest that you do is to go grab your phone, to set it down, press record in those voice memos that you have, and start having conversations with your loved ones. Um, Ask the questions that you want to ask that you have not asked yet, and uh, keep them in a safe space for someday when you're going to want to go back and listen to them. I've been doing that for a while and I found some that I totally forgot I had recorded mom on and they're hilarious. I've been sharing them with my dad and he's been laughing Um, and it's just a beautiful way to remember all of all of them right in every way. The other thing that somebody told me today was grab a journal and she said, Sarah, write down everything that you've experienced this month with your mom and write down all of the memories that you have of her. I'm looking out right now. I don't even know what this, if this is, it's, I don't even, I'm looking out at the crop before me and, but I don't even know what this crop is. I should know what this crop is, but I don't even know what this crop is. I'm sitting next to a field and the wind just took down this line of crop all the way down. It's like, she's just like touching it from the front to the end. It's just super cool. Um, anyhow, and uh, so write down all of the memories that you have of her, that your family has, has of her, and that others have of her. Um, the other thing that my brother did was when there were different people coming through the line, uh, we, we kept asking like, and, and you are, you know, and they would share who they are. And how did you know mom? And um, one of the things that he asked some of my mom's classmates from when she was little is, give me one memory, 15 seconds or less, the top memory that comes to your mind, share a memory of mom from when she was little. And, um, and it was always the same, that she was just full of life and loved and she was such a caring person even you know from the littlest young on all the way through um, and how much the people just loved her and so those are a few suggestions that I would have for you uh, as I'm going through this time as well and things that I'm so glad that I did and you know the other thing is if you're feeling this strong sense to call somebody freaking do it if you're feeling this strong sense to send him a text and just say I'm thinking about you do it If you are feeling the strong sense to jump on a plane and go see someone, do it. If you are having the strong sense to reach out to someone, even if you think, even if you're wondering like, should I or shouldn't I, freaking do it. It doesn't matter. Like if they don't receive it, who cares? It's not about that. It's about you having that connection and thinking about somebody. And even if that person doesn't want to receive or isn't ready to receive or whatever it is. Even if, you know, you're in an argument with somebody or, or whatever it is. If you're wondering, well, maybe they don't want to hear from me. Let them determine that. That's not for you to determine. If you're, if you are, um, thinking about somebody, reach out to them, reach out to them. Most of the time I would bet you, and my mom was a really good better, by the way, she was really good at betting. I would bet you that if you were thinking about them, they are thinking about you too. And if they are not at this moment, they have at some moment around that same time that you were thinking about them. That's just how energy works. And that is how the thought works and how feelings and connections also work. So don't wait for tomorrow that you can do today because tomorrow may not come and today is here. That would be my uh, reflections of this last month and this grief journey that I have walked down and continue to work work on and walk through. Um, 
And I will tell you that it's been one hell of a month. It's just really been, it's been one hell of a last year with, with mom. And now looking back, I can see different things, different signs. Um, things that she said to me, gifts that she gave me. And um, the messages that she was handing to me before I actually, before she actually did leave this earth in a physical sense. And the wind just picked up again. So with that, have a beautiful day. Go hug those people that you are around you. Love those people even harder, those people that are close to you in your community. Be kind to one another, create a more peaceful world. And just remember that you are exactly where you need to be at this given moment. And that life is unfolding for you. It's not about the destination. It's not about the journey. It's about the moments within the journey that get you to that destination and beyond. I love you. I love you. I love you. Always and forever, as I say to my mom, and will always say to my mom every day. My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultingkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.